The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The Masculine Journey starts here, now. Welcome to The Masculine Journey. We're so glad that you've joined us for our weekly radio show. If you're a first-time listener, we especially welcome you. And I just want to tell you up front that uh, if you are just starting to listen to us, if you go on our website at MasculineJourneyRadio.org, we have podcasts going back probably three or four years at least. And you can catch up on any of our shows that we've done in the past. We know we have a lot of podcast listeners, so feel free to do that. You can also find us on Facebook. So uh, welcome in again today. We're going to, uh, first of all, I've got Andy and Jim, and we've got uh, Sam on the phone because Sam is a traveling man most days now. Sam, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Here you fine. Okay. Here you fine. Good. And uh, can you hear me now? It's got, that guy switched company, so it's, it's a different thing. Yes, he did. <laughs> I have to make a little joke at the outset because uh, part of what we're going to talk about is not going to be easy for me, and I can tell you that straight up. So we're just going to get to it right now. Um, we're going to talk about making sense out of suffering and the reason why we're going to talk about that, or at least one of the reasons, uh, is the recent loss of my uh, younger sister, Lisa. She passed away. Uh, suddenly and unexpectedly uh, I got the call that we never want to get about uh, two weeks ago yesterday from my mom on a Friday night saying that she had been found unconscious and unresponsive in their home in Florida her and her husband Tracy's home Uh, she was taken to ICU the doctor told us last Thursday that uh, she would not survive because of the extensive chemical brain damage because there was no way of knowing how long she was unconscious so uh we're saddened by this loss we are uh my sister had a lot of health issues we're trying to find comfort in the fact of knowing that she knew jesus christ and she is at rest and at peace now but that doesn't make it any easier and i've gone through a every emotion imaginable as i'm sure you guys anyone that's had this kind of a loss i i have no idea and i told my dad down there i have no idea what that feels like because i looked over there and pictured if that was my daughter my heart would just be breaking so um that's kind of what we're doing and god told me that we needed to talk about this and also he told me that there'd be at least one person out there listening today that's either going through this right now or has whether you're male or female so sam we're going to get into a clip right off the bat from the movie patch adams we've used this before i think it's been a little while and if you could help us set that up that would be great yeah, I will. Uh, before we do that, Dennis, I think I'd like to point out that, you know, suffering comes in many, many forms, right? And, yeah. and the questions we're going to talk today in suffering can apply to many, many different situations. Yes. And I think that that's uh, important to know that we're going to be talking specifically about, you know, the loss of a loved one, but it could be any other thing that causes us to suffer and question, you know, God's heart towards us. Absolutely. This... uh this clip is from Patch Adams, and in this scene, what's happened so far is Robin Williams, who plays Patch Adams, has lost his girlfriend uh, as far as she got murdered. And she got murdered by somebody they were trying to give care to. Yes. They had been running a hospital 
kind of outside of the normal medical institution, and they'd been helping people that had kind of been lost in the system. Mm-hmm. And one of these people had some mental illness and ended up killing his girlfriend. And here in the scene, you have Robin Williams really talking directly at God. Uh, in the movie, that's what he's doing. And he's questioning some things of God. And then at the end, there's a little bit of a thing where God answers him with a butterfly, but we'll talk about that when we come back. Okay. So what now, huh? What do you want from me? Yeah, I could do it. Both know you wouldn't stop me. Look at the logic. You create man. Man suffers enormous amounts of pain. Man dies. <laughs> Maybe you should have had just a few more brainstorming sessions prior to creation. You rested on the seventh day. Maybe you should have spent that day on compassion. So, Sam, that uh, scene continues along in the movie, that particular clip, and tell us what happened there after he was having that conversation with God. Well, he has this conversation, and he's really questioning God, as you just heard, and then out of the corner of his eye, this butterfly comes at him, and it, it was a special something between him and his girlfriend that reminded him that you know God is there, that there's life, and it was an answer to what he was saying uh, through something that meant something to him already. Yeah. Andy, you ever been there before? Uh, and as, as Sam was talking about, there's different kinds of suffering where we're questioning God. Maybe we're even getting a little angry about something that's happened that we just don't understand. Yeah, I mean, you know, as far as losing a loved one, my dad was probably the closest thing. And, uh, like your sister he went through a lot of uh uh medical problems and it was somewhat of a relief when he died but there was there was those times um but that's probably not the biggest one probably the biggest one where i really struggled with why god was when i experienced my separation with my wife and um you know you go through life a lot and i think we all adapt this kind of christian philosophy of I'm tight with God. God, we're good. I'm, you know, when I get saved, my life's going to work. There's things are going to happen the right way, and there's not going to be a lot of suffering. There's not going to be a lot to get mad, mad at God with. And if I get, you know, really the only person, if if things don't go right, it's really my blame. I blame myself that I mm-hmm. didn't do something right. There's always a cause and effect, and I'm always the one. But it's not that simple. I mean, 
the story of Job I go back to a lot of times. He he experienced an incredible amount of suffering. Yeah. And in that one, you know, you have a lot of people trying to make sense of it. And really, there was no sense to be made of it. And ultimately, God showed that he had compassion for him. And he spoke through all those things when man was trying to figure it out. But Yeah, his friends really weren't a lot of help there. <laughs> no, they, they sure weren't. It was probably not the uh, uh, example that we want to follow if, uh, as a counselor these days. So. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, Jim, you're a, a you're a pastor type. You have mm-hmm. some background in counseling from your training. Uh, we were talking about that before the show and people dealing with grief and with suffering. And as we talk to that, we're also going to segue into this second clip so that you can set that up. But, uh, I mean, what do you say? What do you do when, when something like this has happened? The biggest thing, and this is as we talked about earlier mm-hmm. uh, before the show, we want to be like Job's friends when they started, mm-hmm. and it's just be there. There's not some magic formula for saying it, and we and everybody responds to grief differently, and you really have to listen. And listening is maybe the greatest form of love for mm-hmm. us is when we are with others and we are putting all our attention on them. Yeah. And Sam, before we set up this second clip, uh, the, the burning question that people ask, and I hear a lot of times now, is, and in, in the Christian community, is you know why do bad things happen to good people? I think Andy was kind of mm-hmm. getting at that mm-hmm. a little bit while ago. I'm not going to say that my family's a perfect family, or anyone out there has a perfect family, or my sister did everything right, but it, sometimes it just seems to be hard to understand why why did this happen. Yeah, it really is. Dennis, the thing that I would look at, I guess, is that we live in a fallen world. Mm. Yes, God's active and he's here, but we live in a fallen world with people that make decisions outside of God. Yes. Uh, make decisions outside of what he would have wanted them to do. Right. And and with every decision, good or bad, there's, there's consequences. You know, and, and I look back at losing my mom and how hard it was for me to lose her, and I loved her dearly. A big part of why she went when she did was she smoked for 30 years mm-hmm. and developed COPD. Now, I mean, she could have died at the same time. I don't know. But I do know that that was a contributing factor that was a direct result of her, her decision. Yeah. You know, or maybe it's decisions of others. You, know, you can have a drunk driver that crosses a lane and hits people innocently. Yeah. You know, it was a decision of another that affected those people, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, just recently I was uh, I was on YouTube one night and I came across uh, an old uh, video of the Today Show on the morning of 9-11. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously the whole country was in shock, if mm-hmm. not the whole world. And you're asking those questions, why does this happen? And Jim, I mean, what played out was that there was evil at work. And it was at work in these guys that trained and got on these planes and killed all these mm-hmm. people along with themselves, uh, it speaks to what Sam is talking about in a fallen world. Those people that died on those planes were innocent. Mm-hmm. I mean, in terms of dying that way, I mean, they really did nothing to, to deserve that, but it was it was evil. It was fallen world stuff. You used a trigger word for me. Do you really want what you deserve? Oh, man. We all deserve death but we have a Savior that died for us. The stuff that happens in this world to us, and 
Sam's right. A lot of it is consequences of our actions or the actions mm-hmm. of others. Mm-hmm. Some of it's not explainable. Yeah. And we have to develop our relationship with God to the point where it's not I do a good thing and I get a good thing, I do a bad thing, I get a bad thing. That's yeah. that's the childhood stage. Mm-hmm. But when we get to the point of being married to the Lamb, where we trust Him, then we don't have to try to figure out. Patch Adams said something to the fact of, let's look at this logically. Don't, because that will drive you crazy. <laughs> no logic right. in that. Well, we do have this uh, clip from the shack coming up, and Jim's going to set that up for us after the break. You're listening to the, Mag- the Masculine Journey radio show here. We're glad that you joined us. We're talking about uh, making sense out of suffering today. We'll be back shortly. Remember, we have a boot camp coming up in November. We're looking forward to having you there. You can find that information on our website as well. Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way, you can go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. Then you can go to facebook.com where you can click the donate button. Or you can go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Once again, look for the donate button. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to P.O. Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. Sam, this November boot camp could literally change a lot of men's life. I talk to a lot of men, they're saying... They say they don't know what their place is in the grand scheme of things. They don't know how to behave as Christian men. God designed us for freedom, and it's coming up at this boot camp. It is. Go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org to register now. Just $169 early bird pricing for four amazing days. Go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Register now. It's easy to sing when there's nothing to bring me down. But what will I say? I'm held to the flame like I am right now. I know you're able and I know you can save through the fire with your mighty hand. But even if you don't, my hope is you alone. Welcome back to the Masculine Journey Radio Show. I'm Dennis along with Andy and Jim, and we have Sam on the phone with us. Guys, that's a song from the contemporary Christian group Mercy Me. One of the things I love about their lead singer is that he always has been transparent in what's going on in his life. And he's talking about the fact that, you know, how can I get up and sing and give people hope when I'm not feeling that? Uh, I can identify with that lately. I went back on the radio, and, you know, I've, I've played that song just about every day, Monday through Friday, and hear it. And it never meant more to me than it did a few days ago Mm. when I heard it because this is finding hope and trust and love in the midst of our suffering. Uh, That we we don't have to have a mask up in front that acts like everything's okay, I'm fine. Uh, Guys, I can tell you I'm not fine right now. Mm. And there are people out there that have gone through something or are going through it right now, and they're not fine. And they're trying to make sense out of it. And we're glad you've joined us for that. Jim, we're just going to transition into this next clip from The Shack. And I, I have to say one thing. Six days before I got this phone call, and Sam had talked about watching this movie. So I rented the DVD, not knowing how significant it would be for me 
to find peace uh, when this happened with my sister. So we've got a clip here. Why don't you set that up for us? Yeah, this is the father of a murdered girl who's been dealing with grief, and that is what we're talking about. And he's been angry and guilt. He's felt guilt over his complacency and ignoring her during the time she was kidnapped. He's now feeling anger towards God. And in this wonderful segment, he is talking to the personification of wisdom. And that's probably enough setup. This is a hurting man talking to wisdom. What about the man who preys on innocent little girls? Is that man guilty? I would damn him now. And what of his father? The man who twisted him into this deviant monster? I would damn him too. How can you stop there? Doesn't the legacy of brokenness go all the way back to Adam? And what about God? Isn't he at fault? He set all this in motion. Especially if he knew the outcome. Absolutely. God is to blame. Well, if it's so easy for you to judge God, you must choose one of your children to spend eternity in heaven. The other will go to hell. What about Andy? That's uh pretty harsh stuff there and we you know we you have a daughter i have a daughter mm-hmm. sam's got a couple of daughters with children we can certainly feel this getting this mm-hmm. man's pain but uh where, where are we going in this clip how is she making sense out of this for him right we all want the justice that um the man you know evidently wants and just trying to i think wisdom is really trying to show just you know there's there's the byproduct of 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 sin is going to be hurt to people but there's a reason for it it came through the original fall we're all affected by it and obviously it all points to the savior and and the drawing us close and and really you know when you get to it i mean his pain when you look at the whole story of the shack it ended up being a reconciliation with him and god and it probably wouldn't have happened Without that, I mean, pain. I mean, the what he went through, there, it positioned him to be open to God, but he had to have some enlightenment through those that came along to help him. But I guess that's what it is. We're all going to deal with this. We all, I mean, we always, God made it very clear in the Bible. We're going to deal with suffering and pain. All his servants did. You, there was none uh, missing from it. But we walk around in today thinking everybody should be happy and everything's okay all the time. We're all good. And it's not that way. Yeah. And it's our job as, as his creatures to really look to um, try to find out what's in those things, those times of suffering and pain, and and if we can really rely and trust on trust yeah. Him during that. And Sam, in the church today, and I'm not here to put down the church; we're all part of it. Uh, and maybe even especially for men, uh, we want to hold up that mask and say everything's fine. I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be okay. Uh, 
we we uh, we we have those experiences like Andy's talking about. I remember attending a church, and it was like if you weren't smiling, someone would ask you why you right, weren't smil- right. smiling. <laughs> and what I wanted to say and eventually said it was that, you know, my world kind of sucks right now. I don't have a whole lot to smile about. <laughs> uh, to me, that's real. Um, what's your take on that? Well, I think that we do need to be authentic as Christians. You know, yeah, it's okay to say just politely with people you don't really know that well. Mm-hmm. You know, to say, you know, things are good or whatever. But when you really have people that you're close to, and you need to find other Christians that you're close to, you need to be able to share that. Because in that, if you don't, the enemy gets the tendency to get a foothold, and you don't have brothers or sisters to call you out on it and help you find your way back to God. Yeah. In this movie of The Shack, there was, um, oh, what's his name? Um, Faith Hill's husband, Tim... McGraw. Oh, Tim McGraw. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, was was trying to get him back. There was a brother that was trying to get him back. His wife was trying to get him back. Now, ultimately, he needs to make that decision. But without that support of other Christians, it makes it very difficult, and the enemy knows that. Yeah. And he wants to isolate you. Because if he can isolate you, he can keep you in that bondage. Yeah. yeah. So we're kind of getting at, ultimately, that some good can, can come from this suffering. Uh, we've got a last clip. It's from the movie Collateral Beauty that I just watched this past weekend. I, I don't know why. I was searching for something to do, and I ended up uh, going to Redbox and renting this movie. Will Smith played a character of a very successful advertising executive and agency partner in New York, and his daughter died, I think, of a rare form of cancer or something. She was only like six years old. So he he ends up isolating and checking out from the world for like a two-year period. Uh, and a lot of different things happen. One of the things that happens is he writes letters to, I believe it was uh, Love, Death, and Time, and uh, basically reams them <laughs> all for everything that's going on. But he meets this woman in a support group for people that have lost loved ones who Jim told me before the show, I was trying to figure this out, that it actually ends up being his wife. And... She speaks of something that we're trying to wrap our arms around here. We'll let you listen to the clip and then see if we can make sense out of this. What about the man who prayed? Okay. I have something that I haven't told anyone. It doesn't involve letters or angels or anything like that, but it means something to me. They were preparing Olivia to say goodbye. And my husband was trying to calm my mother in the parking lot because she imposted. So I was alone. And I was sitting there in the waiting room at Maimonides Hospital. And there was this woman sat next to me. And she asked me who I was about to lose. And I told her. And she looked at me and she said, just be sure to notice the collateral beauty. And she she said it so casually. In the next room, my six-year-old daughter was being taken off life support. And this woman says collateral beauty. People don't know what to say 
in those moments? No. She did. I just didn't get it at the time. See, it it wasn't said out of sympathy or awkwardness. It was from experience. About a year later, something started to happen to me, you know? I would be walking or on the subway or whatever, and I would just burst into tears. But these weren't Olivia tears. These were tears born from something else, from this... from this kind of profound connection to everything. And I realized it was the collateral beauty. There's, there's no such thing as collateral beauty. There is, Howard. There really is. I'm going to stop it there because we're running a little short on time and I want to make sure that we deal with this and that we talked about before the show that there's a scripture that talks about bringing beauty from ashes. And uh, I came across this quote as I've been dealing with the loss of my sister that says, There are places in the human heart which do not yet exist and into them inner suffering that they may have existence. And Jim, I'm wondering if that's kind of what this woman was getting at with collateral beauty. I mean, it, that, that wasn't coming from from a standpoint of God in the movie, but I saw it that way, that something good could come out of it. It sounds like there were places in our heart that that came alive that maybe weren't before. The one thing that really hits me there, and this kind of goes back to Patch Adams, he's asking God, you know, why he skipped compassion. Can we have compassion, true compassion for someone, if we haven't been through pain at a level that will let us love them at a time when they're not very mm-hmm. lovable. People yeah. in grief aren't. And yeah. I'm not trying to pick on you. But no. I wasn't very lovable. I wasn't very lovable when I got here today and I, I admit to that because my emotions are all over the place. Sam, any closing thoughts? Well I think like anything you just have to say, I gotta trust God's heart even when I don't understand it, especially when I don't understand it. I gotta trust his heart is good for me and give time to grieve. And, and turn towards God. Amen. Thank you so much for listening today. Again, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. You can listen to our podcast, listen to this show again when we post it, and check out our boot camp coming up in November. We're so glad that you joined us today. May God be with you till we meet again.